It's Monday, Hey Tammuz, Tafshin Ayin Hey, coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Shlomo Gronich, and Danny Robas open up things here on the Israel Show. Welcome one and all. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are on each and every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, 9 AM Eastern, 4 PM Israel, live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. Uh, we open things up with a uh, with a debut. We don't usually do that, but that's such a fun song. Recently released, Hine Ani Af, Shlomo Gronich and Danny Robas did that one. We have a an interesting show, I would say. Uh, parts of it are going to be maybe a little disturbing because of the, the subject matter might be a little aggravating, upsetting to some of us. It is to me, but these are things that we need to know and we need to be aware of, and we're going to focus on. Both the cultural war that's taking place in Israel, don't know if you've heard about it, but it's big news in Israel. And uh, we'll speak a little bit about Ambassador, former Ambassador Michael Oren and his upcoming book. His book is going to be released tomorrow, and it is an insider's view on the uh, U.S.-Israel relationship during the Obama-slash-Netanyahu period of time when Oren was ambassador. So... uh, you know, people on both sides of this argument of who's to blame and why is the relationship so strained now have an eyewitness who can say, I was there, I saw it, here's what happened. And some shocking revelations. Ambassador Oren shared some of that in the Wall Street Journal last week. We'll share some of that with you. And we have a brand new song. I've fallen in love with this one. We're going to play it for you now. And we'll introduce it and then we'll play it for you. Uh, Uri Davidi, who we've uh, featured here often, released this new song called Ru Veori, See My Light, my, with a capital M, meaning God's Light. And it's a song about the Geula, the redemption process that we are in the midst of. It uh, The words are taken from various different Jewish sources, a lot from Shir Hashirim and from other Midrashim, two Midrashim especially, that he calls from in the words to this song. The refrain is, Kach geulatam shel Yisrael, batchila kima kima, kol shehi holechet, hi holechet That is based on a midrash which appears in several places, most famously the Yerushalmi in Brachot. It is a cornerstone of religious Zionist philosophy. It talks about Rabbi Chia Rabba and Rav Shimon ben Chalafta, these two great rabbis, they were walking in this valley, the Arbel, at daybreak. Tashachar is a beautiful, poetic way of saying the first rays of the sun that broke forth, Shabaka Oran, that broke forth from the horizon. You see that daybreak? You see the sun rising? That is a metaphor. That is the way the redemption of Israel will happen. At the beginning the beginning of the process it's very very slow little by little 
But as the process progresses, it grows greater and greater. What does that mean? We know that at the end of the night, there's not an immediate switch to daylight. Imagine you walk into a dark room, totally dark. You flip on the light switch. Your eyes can't get used to that. The the light is too bright. The transition is too drastic. And so, God in His infinite wisdom set up the Geulah not to happen just like that with the snap of a finger, like turning on the light switch. We go from Galut to Geulah because we couldn't deal with it. Our eyes couldn't get used to it. It doesn't work that way. It's a process. It's a very slow process. Kim'ah, Kim'ah. And the same way, that's the same way that the sun rises. It starts getting a little light. You don't see the sun yet. You just see some light on the horizon. Then you slowly see more light. Very slowly. Eventually you see the sun. But once you see the sun, or once the sun rises, the, the, um, the speed increases. And the events happen faster. All throughout the Galut, we thought about this moment that Mashiach is going to come. There would be this second in time. Before that, it's the Galut. After that, is the Geulah. This Gemara, this Medrash tells us that it doesn't work that way. And in fact, we see in our own times, and if we look back to the history, the earliest people coming to Eretz Israel, the Talmidei Hagra, in the late 17, early 1800s, and how slowly trickles of Jews come to Israel. Slowly, slowly, kim'ah, kim'ah, and more and more, and then suddenly the pace picks up, and after World War I, things get really busy, and then the Holocaust, and then the state of Israel, and now in a short period of time of less than 70 years, the state of Israel becomes a major entity in the world. As the process continues, the process gets faster and more intense. It is so true. We so see it with our own eyes. And one other midrash which is quoted in this uh, song of Udi Davidi is from the Psik Tarabati you might know it from other songs, Anavim, Anavim, Higiyaz, Mangu, Latchem, that when the Melech HaMashiach is uh, revealed, he says to the Jewish people, your time of Geula has come, Vim ein atem ma'aminim, and if you don't believe it, Re'u ve'ori shizareach aleichem. See how my light shines upon you. See the miracles that God does for us. See the amazingness that is the state and the land of Israel and understand that the time has come. Those are the Midrashim that this is based on and the name of the song is Ru Ve'ori. See the light and understand the coming of the Geulah 
and the process that we are all in. Here it is. I hope you enjoy it as much as I have, because I've really gotten into this song, both the words and the uh, the melody itself. There is a great YouTube video. I will post the link to the YouTube video later on during the day. You can take a look at it on our Facebook page. Uri Davidi, Ru'u Ori, debuting here on The Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network.
כל דודין הזה בא ככה מספרים להסיר את כל הרע ואת קרננו להרים מתוך תאומות עפר ולהקיץ נרדמים עם תרועת שופר כל דודין הזה בא כך פשטה להשמועה וכל תינוק שנשבע קיבל את הנבואה אז בוא נצא לקראתו בתופים ועוגר שירו לו זמר ולו אשרם שהשם אלוקיו ואז יפוח היום והשקר יתהדר אז יצאו במחול כל איילות השדה וידלגו על הערים ולא מחמת המה תשועלים ומחגבי הסלע יזרמו מים חיים בין צטרי המדרגה להשקות שושנת העמקים שיסיר את סבלותינו מכאן. כל דודי דופק, פיתחו לי בניי. הגיע זמן גאולתכם, ולצרותכם אמרתי די. ובאתי לבשר, שלא תבכי יותר אחר. מריחים את המשיח, יותר מכל אבקת רוכל. שלום לך דודי, יצח ואדמון. שפוחם אותך על אבנים, ושב לבי צרון. ברחמים, כי לרחמך אין זיכרון שיכיל את כל הנתונים. ואז יפוח היום, ושקר יתהדה. אז יצאו במחול כל איילות השדה, ZANG Ishai Rebo with Kol Dodi, great uh, follow-up to uh, Udi Davidi's new Uwe Ori, both dealing with the Geula, the process of Geula that we are in. We post uh, 
all the links to all the songs that we play during the show on our Facebook page a little later on during the day. You can go back, you can watch the videos, you can hear the music, and really uh, enjoy it during the week. Uh, that is on our Facebook page. What is it? Facebook.com slash The Israel Show. Facebook.com slash The Israel Show. We also post links to articles that we discuss and, uh, and interesting posts that we discovered during the week. For example, this past week we posted and we were one of the first to post about a uh, Hebrew inscription from the times of King David that was found in Israel. You can see that. It's, a, it's an amazing, uh, by the way, discovery. You can find that. You can find a, a post, which is one of the most popular posts that we've ever had on our Facebook page. It's interesting. Uh, it is about the best-selling author Daniel Silva. If you like um, sort of novels about spies and the Mossad and so forth, Daniel Silva has a, a series of books. He created... In this uh, fi- fi- fictional series, he created the Mossad super agent, Gabriel Alon. And it's great because in addition to the, to the fictional part, there are many stories in there that are basically true stories that he's fictionalized. But real things that the Mossad did and have been revealed to the world. And um, it, it's so cool just the way he does it. He's he's a best-selling author, obviously. And uh, he was visiting Israel. He wrote on his Facebook page, I had the special privilege or uh, special pleasure of meeting Ari Bina and his family. Ari is recovering from a terrorist attack. We wish him a full and speedy recovery. Please keep him in your thoughts and prayers and please share with friends and family. Now, the picture is of the author, uh, Daniel Silva, and this young man, Ari Bina, at the Hadassah Hospital. He was, uh, as he says, a, a terror victim. And and suddenly I noticed, as I looked carefully at the picture, that Daniel Silva is wearing a kippah. And I was, it just stunned me. And I thought, you know, it happens often that people come to Israel, they feel a certain something, so they put a kippah on. But I looked up his bio, and it says that Daniel Silva was born in Michigan, raised in California, raised a Catholic, and converted to Judaism as an adult. I never knew that. That's a pretty big wow. So uh, we posted that on our Facebook page uh, this past week. We also posted a beautiful video, very inspiring, Jerusalem from Above. Uh, it's a drone that went around Yerushalayim with a great high-res camera and took a beautiful video throughout the year and it's put together very, very nicely. I called it Yerushalayim Shalmata Milmala. And that is also on our Facebook page. So please do like our Facebook page. We welcome the latest two likers, uh, Shimon and Linda. Thank you very much for liking the page. We're up to 316 and we hope to continue moving along. Uh, brand new music, more brand new music. This is from Avtipus, an interesting Israeli uh, group that uh, t- to take off on the words from um, Kohelet, Eit laledet, Eit lamut, Eit lachvok ve'et yatmut, Eit linasot ve'et levater. And the refrain is, Shma keliva aneni, listen, O Lord, and answer me, ki hinini levadi, because I am alone. 
So they write here the word, the words and the melody are by Amir ben David and Ayal Shechter, and then in parentheses they write Bishituf Shlomo Hamelach, uh, with the additional help of Shlomo Hamelach. Debuting it for you from Av Tipus Shma Keli. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Avtipus with Shma Kaili. Debuting here on the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network. The Israel Show is sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh, an amazing organization that provides Olim with everything they need to make their Aliyah as successful as possible. That includes financial aid based on needs, employment resources, assistance with governmental absorption, community-based guidance and support, and much more. Their charter flights. Oh, my God, their charter flights are legendary. They're coming up. Check out their website for the details, and don't miss the amazing ceremony that takes place when a jumbo jet filled with American Jews making Aliyah comes to Israel. The excitement, the tears. Wow. Visit their website, Nefesh Benefesh, nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il, and um, see what they have to offer and become a part of what they do. The Israel Show is proud to be sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh. So, we promised that we would talk to you a little bit about some stuff that hurts. And this is the cultural war that is raging in Israel right now between, for now let's just say the right and the left. So let's lay out the players and a little bit of the history of the current battle in this long war. The State of Israel has a Ministry of Culture and Sport. And that ministry has a budget from which it subsidizes in the hundreds of millions of shekels many live theater groups like Habima, for example. They subsidize movie productions, public festivals like the Israel Festival, the Jerusalem Festival, and the like. Additionally, many municipalities support local theater groups and musical performances. All this under the banner of culture. Problem is that a large part of those getting support from the, the cultural ministry are from Israel's very radical left. Which is why most movies out of Israel show Israel in a negative light. They show Israel as an occupier. And these movies, which then, of course, make it around the world because everybody loves to hate Israel, just contribute to the delegitimization of Israel, contribute to the feelings that create a BDS movement, to the feelings that Israel is a quote-unquote apartheid state and so forth. The cultural quote-unquote activities that we're talking about are controlled literally by a leftist elite who believe that Israel is a human rights violator, that Israel is carrying on a brutal occupation of innocent Palestinian people. They believe that this quote-unquote occupation has left an indelible black mark on Israel, turning the people of Israel into racist, violent, hate-filled, and that that is what Israeli society is like. And they see it as their job through theater and movies and music and quote-unquote culture 
to put an end to that, meaning they have a political agenda. And no matter what the voters say, they feel it's their right and obligation to do so. So you have a situation where the overwhelming majority of Israelis in this past election voted in a way that would totally oppose the uh, people in this cultural elite on the radical left. But they would like to just continue the way they have until now. Unabated, unstopped. Now, two specific cases triggered the current situation. This comes as a result of or in addition to, we should say, another player in this game, two ministers that were appointed in the new Netanyahu government. Minister of Culture and Sport, her name is Miri Regev. She is a, a very flamboyant and colorful figure. She speaks her mind. She's very down to earth. And she's no dope. They like to make her out as being a, some sort of an idiot. She's so no dope. She was Doveret Sahal. She was uh, a, a general in the Israeli army in charge of the IDF spokespersons bureau. And she's a very smart and intelligent woman who really understands, I think, what, what the people of Israel are feeling. And the second is Naftali Bennett. I think that's a name you know by now. Naftali Bennett, the head of the Bayit HaYehudi party, who during the election started a campaign saying we don't have to apologize. We shouldn't have to apologize for saying we love Eretz Israel. We shouldn't have to apologize for saying that we believe that Eretz Israel belongs to Am Israel. We don't need to apologize. And that sort of continues now into his new job as Minister of Education where he gets to say, for example, what movies are shown in schools as educational programs. So, what triggered this off? Two things. A theatrical play called, quote, A Parallel Time, written from the works of an Arab terrorist who is responsible for the sadistic murder of a young Jewish man by the name of Moshe Tamam. So, the murderer sits in an Israeli prison writes a script about his life in prison, and then a theater troupe takes that script and wants to make a play, a public theater production of it. The family, of course, of Moshe Tamam hears about this and is outraged. And when people of Israel hear about it, they too are outraged. Should the state of Israel be funding a play written about, written by basically someone who is responsible for torturing and murdering a Jew and is currently sitting in prison? The second case is that of a theater group based in Yafo for Arab and Jewish teens. And it was founded and it's run by an actor by the name of Norman Issa. Uh, he's, he's a non-Jew and his Jewish wife. They run this theater group. 
He declared that he refuses to perform in Yishuvim in the Jordan River Valley because they are West Bank settlements. As if the Jews who live in the Jordan River Valley, who were sent there by the government of Israel, by the way, who were sent there by a labor government of Israel, don't deserve to have any cultural events? Should the state of Israel fund that theater group? And so Miri Regev and Naftali Bennett, each in their own way, basically said, we're going to take a second look. We don't have to fund plays and movies that hurt the state of Israel, that contribute to the BDS movement. We don't have to fund shows and plays and movies and music that boycott citizens of Israel living in Yehudan Shamron. Well, the left, the leftists don't like to be called out. They don't like to be called out on anything. They want to do whatever they feel like and have the Israeli public keep paying for it, even though the public sees this as vile and destructive to Israel. And, of course, right away the left organized protests. Freedom of speech is under attack. We won't let the government silence us, they said and proclaimed in front of all the news media cameras. Only one problem. The government isn't silencing anyone. You can perform wherever you want. You can say almost anything you want in Israel. It's amazing. But, says Miri Regev, Minister of Cultural Affairs, don't expect me to pay for it. Don't expect the people of Israel who voted overwhelmingly to elect me and my party don't expect me to take their tax dollars and give it to you. Well, last week, several hundred artists, quote-unquote, got together in Tel Aviv, the little echo chamber in which they all live, to protest. And one after another, they got up and rallied and railed against Miri Regev and against Stimat Piyot, how they're shutting people's mouths and how their threat to the democracy is upon us and all that stuff. And then it happened. You may remember before the elections we spoke about the hatred that the radical left has toward the mainstream of Israel, whether they be religious, whether they be Sephardic, the hatred, they view them with such derision. They look down upon them. And at the time we played for you the words of Yair Garbuz that have become a part of Israel, just like the words of Dudu Topaz many years before him about the Chachachim have become a part of Israel. Well, they fell into it again. Actor, director Oded Cutler gets up in this uh, hall with a few hundred of his fellow actors, directors, to show the depths of his hatred and contempt for those who don't agree with him. And it's all on video, and I'm going to play for you the audio. It's very quick, but this is the talk of the town in Israel today. He basically says 
to Miri Regev. Imagine Mrs. Regev. Notice he doesn't say Minister Regev. Imagine Mrs. Regev, says Odette Cutler, that your world was a silent world. No literature, no music, no poetry. A world where there is nothing to disturb the national entity from celebrating a victory of 30 Knesset seats followed in this celebration by a herd of cattle grazing on straw and mulch. You understand? If not for them, if not for Odette Cutler and his crew and his milieu, there wouldn't be any poems in Israel. There wouldn't be any books. There wouldn't be any music. There wouldn't be any plays because culture is us. We are the culture. It's amazing. And then the kicker was about this celebration that the nation will have over the 30 seats, which is the, the number of seats that the Likud won in the last election. And behind them are marching a herd of animals. I mean, that's what he's, that's the way he's describing the Likud voters. A herd of animals that are grazing on straw and mulch. Melachachot kash vigvav. Actually, it should be gvava, but that's another story. Well, this really hit. Everybody, everybody condemned him. Left and right really went nuts. Here is the, uh, we'll just play for you this little 30 seconds. So you can hear Odette Cutler in his own voice deriding the society, the rest of Israeli society. לחבוק שלושים מנדטים שאחריהם צועד עדר של בהמות ולחכות קש כבר נפלא One of the things that you might notice is not only the statement that he made but the applause, the sustained applause that he got Now, the next day, after being criticized by everybody, he tried to interpret what he said. Oh, you misunderstood me, everybody. He didn't mean that those who voted for the 30 Likud seats were the herd. Everybody is the herd. He's also the herd. I don't know what that means. And quite frankly, that's unheard of baloney. There's no room for misinterpretation. And lest you think that he misspoke, watch the video, I'll post a link. He read from a pad that he held, he read words that he clearly thought out, prepared, wrote them out in advance with malice and forethought. And the crowd applauded and applauded, calling close to a million Israelis a herd of animals. And what's more, at this very same little gathering the niece of the murdered Israeli Moshe Tamam 
whose murderer wrote the play that they're that we're all discussing wanted to get on stage and plead with the people in the audience to understand the pain of the family. And she gets on stage and she puts a picture of Moshe Tamam Demo on a chair and she starts to talk, asking them to understand both the pain of the family and that we should not be making heroes out of the villains, out of those who are evil. And what happens? They start heckling her. And ultimately she has to leave the stage. Here, here she is. Or Tal Tamam. אני מבקשת כאן לקרוא לכם, אמני ישראל, אנא, התייצבו לצד ההיגיון, המוסר והצדק, בדרישה שמדינת ישראל לא תממן את חגיגיו של מי שרוצחים נתעבים, אינם האויבים שלו, אלא דמויות הראויות לכבוד והערכה. השמיעו את קולכם, כשעמיתיכם קוראים לרוצחים גיבורים. And with that, embarrassed, she walked off the stage. Now, I give them credit. Some of them were yelling, let her speak, be quiet, and so forth. But unfortunately, the majority didn't, those who are the champions of freedom of speech. I think we've learned by now that the leftists who are champions of freedom of speech champion the speech that agrees with them, but does not tolerate that that doesn't including Miri Regev. Because the next event last week was an annual award ceremony for the Israeli theater. And Minister Regev was there to present the main award, as is appropriate. Most of the theater, most of the people sitting in the room are being subsidized by her ministry. Understand that the Israeli theater cannot survive on its own without the government subsidies. Every actor that got up and accepted an award attacked Miri Regev incessantly throughout the ceremony. And when she finally got up to speak, she was heckled. Heckled by those who complained about the threat of freedom to speech. And the most vocal heckler, who ultimately got up and walked out in the middle of the speech of the minister Miri Regev. The most vocal one was an actress who you may know by the name of Gila Almagor, who after yelling her guts out, and you have to see the video of this, literally her face is 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 just total hatred. She gets up and walks out. Yet another demonstration of leftist tolerance. What we didn't, and by the way, Miri Regev, and we'll play this next week, we're running out of time. Miri Regev says to the people in the audience, I listened to every one of your speeches. You attacked me. You booed me. I sat here and I listened to everything. Give me the respect and decency to listen to what I have to say without heckling and interrupting me. That didn't really help much.
What we didn't know then, but we know now, is that Gila Almogor, this actress who was so angry and filled with hate and walked out, and her husband, Yaakov Agmon, who runs a theater group, get one million shekel a year from the cultural ministry's budget. Now you understand the outrage has nothing to do with freedom of speech. It has to do with money. Their budgets are being threatened. They want to be able to spew their anti-Israel garbage. They want to be able to go around the world and help delegitimize Israel and get paid a million shekel by the Israeli government for it. And now the government, finally, 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 someone on the right gets up and says, enough! You can do whatever you want, you can say whatever you want, but we don't have to pay for it. Oh, there's more to come. We'll continue, we'll keep you apprised. But this is an important, important debate that is taking place in Israel. And unfortunately, even though it's under the banner of culture, the debate itself is far from cultural, I must say. Here is um, Bat Ella with Hallelujah.
Birnbaum off of the album Lechi Lach. Hallelujah. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Seal Network. Well, as usual, we're running out of time. I'm going to try and get this in for you. Um, as promised, Ambassador, former Ambassador to the United States, Israel's Ambassador, I should say, Michael Oren, who is now a Knesset member of the Kulanu Party, wrote a book... It is being released tomorrow. Oh, the sparks will fly. It's called Ally, A-L-L-Y, Ally, My Journey Across the American-Israeli Divide. I remind you that Michael Oren was born in America, grew up in New Jersey, made Aliyah. First and foremost, he was an academic and a historian. He wrote several books, one about the Six-Day War, one about America's uh, fight of terror, throughout its history, going back even to the 1700s and others. And then he was uh, asked to uh, go into the diplomatic corps by Benjamin Netanyahu and become the ambassador. He agreed. He was a great ambassador. I think many people will agree that um, his performances on the uh, television networks and so forth as a great spokesperson for Israel was outstanding. And in this book, he takes us behind the scenes to events that he was eyewitness to in the relationship between the United States and Israel, but especially between President Obama and Prime Minister Netanyahu. And he makes, uh, he gave us a peek into this in a Wall Street Journal article that he published last week. And he basically says that President Obama, from the moment he entered office, he promoted an agenda of championing the Palestinian cause and achieving a nuclear accord with Iran. Such policies would have put him at odds with any Israeli leader. That's an amazing allegation, that from the minute he entered office, he already wanted to have a deal with Iran, and that he was championing the Palestinian cause from day one. Now, I heard Michael Oren speak, a group that we run every year for Pesach in Israel, led by Rabbi Lukstein of uh, Kilat Jeshurun, had invited Michael Oren, and he spoke for the group. And he said, and it was quite astounding, read the speech that President Obama made in Cairo at, at the beginning of his term, and you will see that even then, there were the very clear hints that he would be supportive of a nuclear Iranian deal. And then he goes on to list, quote-unquote, surprises that the Obama administration had for Israel, violating a policy that had always been in place where there was an understanding between the two countries that there would be no surprises. So, for example, he says this this core policy of no surprises, President Obama discarded it in his first meeting with Mr. Netanyahu in May of 2009 by abruptly, abruptly demanding a settlement freeze, and Israeli acceptance of the two-state solution. 
The following month, the president traveled to the Middle East, skipping Israel and addressing the Muslim world from Cairo. Israeli leaders typically would receive advanced copies of a major American policy statement on the Middle East and could submit their comments. But Mr. Obama delivered his Cairo speech with its unprecedented support for the Palestinian and its recognition of Iran's right to nuclear power without consulting Israel. He brings other other such cases... Israel was stunned to learn that Obama, President Obama offered to sponsor a UN Security Council investigation of the settlements, quote unquote, and to back Egyptian and Turkish efforts to force Israel to reveal its alleged nuclear capabilities. It's amazing. But the most important, he writes, finally, in 2014, Israel discovered that its primary ally, the United States, had for months been secretly negotiating with its deadliest enemy, Iran. The talks resulted in an interim agreement that the great majority of Israelis considered a bad deal with an irrational, genocidal regime. Mr. Obama, though, insisted that Iran was a rational and potentially, quote, very successful regional power. These are the words of Michael Oren, former ambassador to Washington, a man who, who was there. He was eyewitness to all this. A man who cannot be called a radical right-winger. He was never a radical right-winger. In fact, he supports a two-state solution. He was never a Likud member. And yet, he very clearly maps out all these issues showing how President Barack Obama has hurt the relationship with Israel in a very bad way. Much more much, much more than anything that Israel did. Okay, we are running extremely late. We're going to close out the show. You know what we'll do? We'll close out the show with uh, this beautiful song that I really liked. We played it at the beginning. And before that, we will say thank you for listening and your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. And my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Coming up immediately after the Israel show on the Nachum Siegel Network, encore performances of... Eternal Flame by Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson, followed by Headlines with David Lichtenstein, and then the great Monday Music Marathon. Until next Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race.
חיפשתי אמונה, חיפשתי מנוחה, רציתי רק תשובה, שומרים הסובבים בעיר אמרו, חכה תמצא על משכבי בלילות, שוב אותם קולות אומרים, זו גאולה, הנה הנה זה בא, וכשהלב כמעט נשבר, שרוע על אדמת נכר, איילת השחר, מפציעה, כל דודי דופק, הגיע כבר הזמן, הנה הנה זה בא. Thank <laughs> you. 